Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, wow, I cannot believe it. Another season in the books. Another season down, one season to go. Man, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. It really yeah, every season. But it's been a journey. No, it really has been. We started this project in 2020. Um it's a COVID baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's our COVID baby. Our COVID baby. <laughs> and uh yeah, this is we're going on to our second year. Mm-hmm. Uh do we miss our anniversary? I don't know. I gotta figure out. Oh my out god, we out. totally did. It was in August. Two, it was like two days ago. So <gasps> damn maybe. it, we missed the anniversary. Well, well happy two-year anniversary to happy. us. We are officially in the terrible twos of our podcast. Hopefully, that does not mean <laughs> bad things for us. Oh no. Maybe it just means we'll act up more through tantrums, you know. I that's that's very believable. And to be honest <laughs> with you. I think that we might be throwing some tantrums in this podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. So, so it's going to happen. Yeah. But um, been loving this project with you. It's been really fun uh, revisiting my favorite childhood show uh, for the better or for the worse. And um, I'm just I'm excited to get into season seven. I'm excited to kind of do the final countdown of episodes and mm-hmm. um, I'm very excited to talk about season six with you same I think that as much as like season six I mean I feel like it's not a spoiler to say it's not my favorite season I think we kind of we, you could feel that throughout us covering it that like there weren't a ton of like super high highs like season five had right I felt like season five we came into every episode almost not every single one but every podcast like ripping and roaring to go like ready to talk about these episodes and some of these just aren't as good and that's fine I actually think that's more than normal um it's very common for shows I mean we're six seasons in you know like they don't necessarily have uh, a ton of creative content anymore but there were some highs right we got Rachel has been added to the cast that's exciting um 
But yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm really excited to kind of put a button on season six and move on to the final season of the show. Um, so we can talk all through that as well. But um, let's start off. Uh, thoughts on season six as a whole. Um, what do you what do you have uh, there, Sarah? What do you have to say about season six? Yeah, for me, I, I got to be honest, I was really disappointed in the season. I think that for me, a lot of the episodes were really meh. I felt like there weren't a lot of episodes that were like really, really good or really, really bad. I felt like there was a, a ton of middle of the road episodes and there's only thing um, one only one thing that's worse than hating something and that's being indifferent towards something. Yeah. And I just felt like that's what I got here. I think that the, the main headline is Corey is like pretty insufferable and all season it was increasingly hard to watch him at a lot of the times. And that's part of it. I don't think that the thruple worked as well and as cute as I once remembered it to be. And I think that all of these things kind of make this season not that enjoyable for me. How about you? It's funny that you said the word meh, because that is the word I wrote down underneath my bullet line of like thoughts on season six. I put meh. It is. It's 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 really it sucks to say it. I, I don't like to be negative about things, but I totally agree with pretty much everything you're saying in that. I think the major problem was I had such fond memories of Rachel, Jack and, and Eric living together. Um, and I think it's, I think a lot of our issues with it is probably like looking at it with a 2022 lens of having Rachel's entire storyline as our most women's storylines on this show, um, be revolving around men. And it really sucked. Like, I, I wish we had gotten an episode of like Rachel, Angela and Topanga hanging out. Right. Like, yeah. I just wish we had gotten content that wasn't um jack and eric fighting over rachel i just think there's it was too much of that it again a thruple could have worked like <laughs> i would have been here for that storyline and like you said about Corey, a lot of it is him just being so awful and really really tough to watch because we've watched five seasons of i mean he doesn't have he's not always the best but he has great moments and i just felt like um we we weren't evening out the season with enough high highs to like supplement or counteract those low lows that we had this season. It just. Right. Yeah. Right. Because in season uh, five, Corey did some shitty things, but he mm -hmm. was compelling and it was relatable. The fact that he was young and he had feelings for another girl and they, he was excited about it and nervous and that was relatable. And in a way, yeah. even though he did crappy things because he cheated on Topanga and lied to her, at least he had a passion for somebody while in this season, it just like, we'll, we'll get into his whole storyline but in, it, there was nothing endearing to combat the times where he was being the worst yeah yeah i'm with you it felt like this season the writers were really lost with most of the characters it was like as soon as these characters graduated high school they weren't sure what to do with them where i feel like a lot of shows um you kind of see this resurgence like this 
rejuvenation of characters when they go off to college because they're experimenting, right? They're learning new lessons, not high school lessons. They're learning like adult life lessons. Um, and I think we missed that on a lot of characters. Probably the major reason being Corey and Topanga are together. So they're obviously not really experimenting romantically with others. And Angela and Sean, it was like, even though they broke up, their storylines still revolved around each other. Exactly. And whether or not they should get back together. And so it really felt like, okay, if we're going to break up Sean and Angela, have them date other people besides one episode, a single episode. They go on like different dates. It just felt like... They didn't really know what to do with Feeney. And I I do like that he's teaching at the college, but they felt lost with him. Eric, they weren't sure what to do with. Like, he's just upset Jack and Angela, or just me, Jack and Rachel are together. And Amy and Alan, of course, have this baby now. So they're like, oh, let's give them something to do. Let's throw a baby at them instead of, I don't know, use Morgan, who is pretty much absent nearly this entire season, besides like the singing scene that she gets. And so it just felt like they're like, we're six seasons in and we're running out of ideas when I don't know. And I'm not a writer on the show, but when you're in a whole new setting, you'd think that would spark creative, like new ideas. You would it just think. felt like you didn't have that. Yeah. I hypothesize if this has a lot to do with the actors themselves. I mean, you got to remember they started with the show mm-hmm. when they were 11 years old. Could they have been really fatigued at this point? Is it the fact that maybe they are less interested? I mean, I've been listening to um, to the Boy Meets World podcast with uh, Danielle Ryder and uh, Will. And mm-hmm. one of the things that Sean said kind of confirmed what we've been thinking the whole entire time where Sean or Ryder Strong he didn't enjoy the comedy aspects. He didn't feel comfortable with it. While Corey, um, a.k.a. Ben Savage, he really thrived in those moments. So he preferred to have more dramatic stuff. And that's why they started giving him the majority of romantic stuff. He didn't right. feel comfortable in comedy. And I and he also, at this point in time, was like significantly over the show. And I think that we're kind of seeing a little bit of this. I think that um, they're all teenagers at, or young adults at this point. They are stuck in a, in a quote unquote kids show. And I don't know if they, if the, the actors are having a passion for it. And yeah. um, I think that they're a little lost. I, and I wonder if it's because it's a transitional season, right? So mm-hmm. we just got off from high school. Next season's the last season. I don't know if, um, did they say that it got canceled? I could only assume that it really, you know, it was its let time. Me see. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, but I I can imagine like this next season where there's going to be a lot of wrap ups, right? Yes, because it was to, it was canceled. It was canceled. But okay, fine. But I mean, I can't imagine them expecting to be in this show for uh, 10 seasons. So yeah. next season, I'm hoping that there's going to be more successful, you know, you have less time. If you think that you have endless episodes, you have more time to do fuckery. If you have like, I know I have mm-hmm. 22 episodes or 23 episodes, so I have to make them count. Then I'm hoping that we can get more compelling storylines next. I season. don't know that they knew it was the last season, or okay. if when they ended it, you know, I don't remember. So I'm curious to see when we go back. But 
I totally agree with you. I do think certain members of the cast, you could probably feel a little bit of like fatigue with the characters more than others. Well, for Dell, I, I hardly ever feel that. I got to be honest. I feel I like felt, he, I feel the same way. I he thrives in comedy. And so I feel like yeah. the content they give him with Eric really fits that mold. Um, I if I'm uh, a tr a tr uh, sorry, is it Trina? Trina, right? Trina. Yes. Um, if I'm Trina, I am annoyed at this point that I have been Angela for a few seasons now and I feel like I'm getting nothing like I mean, the amount that they're writing for thing. her it's ridiculous it's really upsetting and I I just like the more we go on and I feel like gosh we're broken records at this point but the the number of season recaps we do where we're just like hi where's the female content hi where is like I know it's Boy Meets World but we have these we have these women on the show that are way overdue for actual storylines that are compelling beyond their relationships. And I know that's going to be the main storylines for them. I'm not stupid, right? Like that's the show, but we could use, I mean, just give me a girl's night. Just give me a girl's night. We had like what one yeah. episode where the women went out dancing together. Like the summon, it's not enough for me. Um, and we, I really had thought that when we got Rachel on the show, that there would be that infusion of like this, like, girls thing right where they they were hanging out together and they became really good friends because i wasn't i didn't remember i wasn't sure um but the craziest yeah. thing is that for a young audience like you and i were back in the day that was enough for us yeah it was just the fact that we saw a woman on the screen a girl on the screen somebody that for you yeah. that you can relate to because she's tall and me because like topanga's blonde like we can see somebody and that was like quote unquote enough for us because that wasn't a complaint until I started watching it now yeah I never even thought about that and our brains rewired it so that oh they're there all the time like you know what I mean yeah so it was just the way I remembered it because we had again nostalgia goggles for the show yeah so it's just disappointing that that is kind of where we leave this season like always wanting more and we I feel like having a new set like having new sets having a new character in Rachel having just like new energy of college I felt like they were given all of the like abilities to succeed mm -hmm. and then it was just like not it was just disappointing you know yeah. I had a lot of good bones I had a lot of potential mm -hmm. I, we saw a couple of like so I'm thinking back to remember the episode where they went to uh Eric went to go visit uh that like university college like beach club oh, beach yes even that episode was a more interesting episode in terms of college content than yep. anything that we got here they snuck into the sorority house there was that like creepy house mom that was like patrolling the things yeah we had um you know all of this stuff and there's just like there's no reason but like i don't i really don't want to just like harp on like super negative stuff there were some episodes i like i think that there was some character be uh, beats that i really liked as well yeah we do have some character growth moments that we'll get into when we talk about each character arc so for sure it's not it's not like it's a bad season of television it's just when you have the high highs of season five any season that comes after it is is gonna feel not as good um but even still i thought uh quite a disappoint quite a disappointing season overall um, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I had a really tough time coming up with an MVP for this. Me season. too. This was the hardest time yeah. I ever had coming up with an MVP. Who did you end up landing on for your so MVP? 
I was teetering between Jack and Angela. Um, and ultimately I'm going to go with Jack. And it's kind of interesting because I was saying earlier how, um, oh, Jack was very focused on, um, on Rachel, but honestly, he kind of wasn't. So the reason that I really like Jack this season is because I think that he is, he and Angela are our stable, straight people you know what i mean like yep, they yep. amongst the chaos and amongst the silliness we have jack and angela as the voice of reason and the reason why jack edges out on angela is because he gets more storylines specifically the storyline with um the fact that he and sean are both grieving about losing their fathers but it be they have two totally different relationships with him with them so we got to explore that I thought that was really compelling and really interesting because Jack had the issue of never really getting to know his father and the fact that he mm -hmm. got to see him a little bit and really had faith that he was going to come around and stay and he was trying to encourage Sean that to believe that he's going to be a good guy and the fact that he loses his dad and the feelings that have to come with like I didn't really know this man and I don't really know if I have love for this man, but I'm sad because I'm never going to have the opportunity yeah. to get there. I thought that was really compelling and interesting television. Um, I also really liked the continuation of his relationship with Sean. I thought that he was a great sounding board. I thought that he, like I said, was really stable in the craziness and his part that he plays, like he's not perfect in the Rachel Eric thing, but um, I do think that he does genuinely have feelings for Rachel. And I like the fact that, like, he really he was really trying with Eric to get him to come back home and not be mad and not be homeless and all this stuff. Like, he knew that if he, if he followed his heart here, he was going to hurt his best friend. So mm -hmm. um, that's honestly where I landed. Yeah, I really, I really struggled. I bounced off of a couple different characters. Jack was up there as one of mine for the same reasons you mentioned. Sean for also the same reasons you mentioned. Um, he has a fairly quiet season with the exception of Chet's death. Um, right. That is like the biggest uh, moment for Sean. Um, we could say the back and forth with Angela is big, but it, it really felt very small. Um. Uh, but I, I ended up, I don't know if this is a great pick or not, but I ended up with Feeney, um, mainly because I do love having Feeney as a professor. It does feel like a natural progression for him as a character, um, to not to retire and then be like, but I'm bored. Um, yeah. and so then become a professor. And I also really love his love story with the Dean. Um, I think that it is kind of a long time coming to be able to have, um Feeney have a, a romantic storyline I mean I think one of my favorite Feeney moments altogether is when he's in the cabin with Sean and talking about his late wife and so um I don't know I really loved to see and we we get the continuation of like Feeney and Eric and and at the yeah. end we get Feeney's wedding and so I just thought like he does get a couple stellar moments I I also like impartial to the the comedy bit of him and the dean and that other random archaeologist bro that bee. comes in and the bee i thought that was a cute bit and so overall i ended up with feeny the only reason i didn't uh, not the only reason but one of the reasons i didn't choose jack was simply because i just i really it put a sour taste in my mouth when he was 
acting like, oh, I won Rachel. Um, I really, really did not like that. And that was yeah. at the very end of the season. And so, of course, it's a recency bias. But, yeah. I um, I like to think yeah. that he kind of misspoke in the moment, but he did say those words. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rachel is not a thing to be won, of course. So I, I think that Feeney is a really good pick as well. And I think that he had a really good season. I'm thinking back to the episode where he tried to be a student and like he kind of put it like his foot in his mouth and then ultimately the dean offered him a job and um his, falling in love getting married mm -hmm. by the end this was a a feeny focused season yeah. where it really pushed his story forward which was yeah. really nice to see and I felt like we've been asking for it, right? Like we've asked for Feeny centric episodes for a while. And even though the episodes we got weren't as like heartwarming or as deep as some of the other Feeny episodes we've gotten, I was just happy to see that he got a lot of content. I feel like the show at this point is like, oh, people love William Daniels. Like we can't have him not be on the show just because they go off to college. And he is one of the characters that I thought they adapted the best uh, in terms of the progression from high school to college. I felt like he was one of the characters that it felt like, even though it's a bit shoehorned and a bit ridiculous, it did feel like it worked the best out of some of the other characters. So I'm um, really happy to tip my cap to Feeney here. I don't think he's ever won MVP of the season. So um, I feel like it's about time that he did win it. <laughs> Um, on to LVP of the season. For me, this was very easy. Yeah. Uh, this, this stark opposite of MVP. Um, LVP for me was Corey yet again. I just, like you said before, he was just so, uh, just so annoying to watch at times. It was like, and we love Ben Savage. This is nothing against Ben Savage because he is a comedic genius, but it is, Corey is so insufferable at moments that it is like no person would ever do what he is doing you know yeah. and, and people would not be his friend if he did what he was doing you know yeah, yeah totally it's so funny i have the exact same words um although i think ben savage plays him perfectly i think that the goofy and lovable facade is overshadowed with his selfishness and self-centeredness um and honestly i think that this was the season where i fell out of love with Corey. <gasps> Oh my God, my when, heart is broken for childhood Sarah. I know. The <laughs> legacy of Corey. I I loved Corey. I've always loved Corey because I saw him as a romantic. I saw him as a man who fought for what he believed in and fought for the love of Topanga and all that is holy between them. But I, I, I just think that maybe it was like, season four Corey that I was in love with maybe it was season five Corey was I was in love with but not this Corey not this Corey who has to be the center of attention he his comfort comes first above mm -hmm. everybody else's I'm thinking about the Valentine's Day episode yeah my baby Valentine mm -hmm. was trying to have a baby shower and he flips out at Topanga for wanting to spend time with her potential mother-in-law her future mother-in-law um that was ridiculous. And yeah, I, I wrote as well. It's frustrating that he's just not a good friend. He's not a good friend mm -hmm. to Angela and Sean. He's not always a great boyfriend this season to um to Topanga. And yeah, like a very easy LVP for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's funny because like 
it's a bit meta to say, but he has like main characteritis where like everything is about him all the time. Yeah. And I I had I had the same exact note about my BB Valentine. He is insufferable. And I I know everyone handles difficult situations very differently, but um in the subsequent episode Resurrection, I really really despised how he was handling everything with his baby brother. Um, and, and his illness and like how he's just, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be great. But you don't know that Corey and like preparing for the worst, like Topanga's doing, isn't necessarily a bad thing. He's really rude to Topanga so many times this season where he's, I mean, I, I do love the episode, um, the truth about honesty, but he is so mean to her that entire episode for no reason. He just continues to make it all about himself and it's not cute anymore and I feel like he has grown into this selfish person we've joked since very early on that he's a Leo and likes to be center of attention but it was never at the expense of others and no. now it is no because in the beginning seasons uh, you know he I, I'm thinking of like the top dancing and like the he was trying to be class clown he was being a goof to make other people laugh and to be make exactly people, like like him because remember Corey is a middle child so the whole premise was that you know no everybody focuses on the older child everybody focuses on the younger child let's yep. make a show about the often forgotten about middle child and that's where Corey overcompensates compensates and becomes a goof and that's where his goofy lovable personality came from however it's really morphed into a monster and um, you know, our, our next segment of this podcast is like going through everybody's evolution. So let's just like fully go into yeah. Corey. It's just like the, the long and the short of it is that he lost his charm. He was selfish this season. He was wishy-washy with marrying Topanga. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, and when he wasn't doubting his marriage, he was demanding sex or asking for sex mm -hmm. from her. And I gotta tell you, like, I always had the thought it was like, Corey, like, I mean, Topanga, like, you know, you've been together, just like have sex, like whatever, it's fine. But why <laughs> my now, my now thought process is, well, Corey, you're a dipshit asshole that doesn't deserve it. And why would I want to fuck you? Yeah. Because you're the worst. That's probably why Topanga doesn't want to do it. Not because she's not ready to really because he's so unsexy with how selfish he is yeah yeah um yeah i could not agree with more with everything you're saying to to piggyback off of that um he's a terrible boyfriend he's also a terrible friend this season the non-stop him trying to i mean topanga as well meddling uh and sean and angela's relationship i think Corey takes it to like a whole nother level of just like reading sean's poetry so uncalled for um just everything he's doing right like he he does offer to go with sean on his road trip so that is like a little bit of a, a silver lining there but he's like oh sean while you're on your road trip you have to come home and comfort me because i need help now it's just everything he's doing in this season just feels so unnecessarily harmful to those around him um i think his one probably a uh, hero moment isn't everybody loves Stuart, right but that is like I mean, Ooh. come on. Obviously, we're going to root for him against the, the sexual predator teacher, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, against his sexual predator brother. But yeah, um, it, it's funny because it's the thing is, is that I 
like everybody loves Stuart as a um as like a capstone episode as because yes. it's, it's just like such a big episode and it's one of those episodes that you remember because yep. Fred Savage who was a massive celebrity debatably more famous than Ben Savage even to this day he is on that show we all remember it but it's Topanga. It should be Topanga's story. And it yep. irks me that it ultimately became a story about Corey because Corey lost his temper and punched Stuart. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yep. then that, and then it became, it took away from the fact that Topanga got sexually harassed and then put on a focus that Corey's on trial for uh, almost yep. getting it's, suspended. Oh, will Corey get expended? Will Corey get kicked out of school? Nothing to do with how is Topanga? How is she doing? Yeah, right. I'm I'm there with you. As much as I really enjoyed that episode for like what it did for television and like it's important to have that story on TV, especially on a show like this where they're in college and these things happen. They definitely happen. Um, there are obviously nits to pick about how they handled that story, mainly that, hi, where are the women? <laughs> where are the women in this story? Um, but yeah, I think that's like I think we've spoken enough about Corey because it's just yeah. it's, it's not it's not great. Um, uh, yeah, like there was a couple of like, fun, like he was funny, like it's in the, still, it's in still, the, when they're at the wedding, when they're at the like other people's wedding. So funny. That was so, that was so funny. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. I really liked, um, when he lost his ring and he had to do the tushy dance in your married yes. bed. That was really funny. I love when he visited, when he visits Feeney. Um, in Wyoming, I yes. thought that was like a very cute scene. Yeah. So it's not like he didn't have good moments. It's just like so overshadowed by all the crappy things he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as Sean's storyline, it's pretty much a storyline of like, he loves Angela, but they're not together, but he still loves her, but maybe they're together. No, they're not together again. Right. Um, and also I think the biggest noteworthy moment for him is obviously the death of his father and how he copes with that. And I will say again, like super impressed with Ryder Strong as always with the dramatic performance with anything he's given where it requires him to show any type of emotion. I just think he's brilliant. I thought he played off of Jack brilliantly. Like you had said in the, the getting hitched, um, with his grief, I mean, if not for Feeney getting my MVP, Sean probably would have gotten it for these two episodes alone. Um, I just, I think I was really disappointed. And I, I do love the the tidbits of uh, poetry that we got as well, hinting at like what he'll be doing in the future, that type of thing. I just felt like they spent far too much time on the Angela and Sean of it. I think that he could have been utilized so much better, right? Yeah. Like we could have seen him dating other girls. I just, I miss a little bit of the youthful Sean. Um, you know, I don't always need him to be the life of the party, but if we're going to have him, you know, be dealing with grieving and be dealing with all of that, it felt a little bit unearned when he comes back a week later and his entire view on life has changed. That's just not enough time for me. Not I'm not saying, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying keep him off of the show by any means, I'm just thinking we could have done other things like we could have seen him either. Okay. If he's going to go on a road trip, make him go on a road trip, send someone with him, right? Have, have Eric go, have someone go, have it be a whole Jack go, have it be a whole storyline or don't send him on the road at all. Have him grieve in a different way. I, it just right. felt very lackluster beyond the big two episodes that he has. 
um it felt a little bit like what's sean up to oh he's trying to figure out whether he wants to be with angela or not yeah i had in my notes that he spends the entire season lamenting about his relationship with angela and i really did miss the compelling stuff i'm like trying to think of what they could have done about um it's a big deal that he his dad passed away and i Mm -hmm. i understand and i it's kind of like i would have liked a whole episode where remember how uh the episode after he didn't want to clean out the trailer Mm -hmm. i would have liked an episode where he really did spend an entire episode (gasps) cleaning out the trailer and then having like some sort of flashbacks about with chet about how his life is and maybe get a little bit of backstory about like how his family set up ultimately turned out the way it meant it was meant to be and yeah. then he can be but then like have sweet moments and then it's kind of like that's kind of what grieving is it's like it's like you switch from it's really sad to laughing to being so angry to mm-hmm. being frustrated that you don't get to have like specific moments but the one that you lost and i would have just liked him to be able he's writer strong's able to take on oh, the yeah. happiness of an episode like that so give that to him don't bring him to a random like honk-a-donk shop with like a oh, bunch of God, that episode like, a bunch of girls singing trying to get into a girl band like yeah you know what i mean like i think could have done more i think if i had to guess okay because we have we'll have a good time then which is the chet death episode and then we have getting hitched which is you know the subsequent like he refuses to clean out the trailer episode if i had to guess i would guess they're like okay now for a funny one right um road trip that's the that's the quote-unquote funny one because then they dive right back down into more dramatic stuff with my baby valentine and resurrection where baby joshua is having issues and i feel like they're like we don't want to overload it with sadness um that makes sense and i think a lot of shows um or, or i should say like sitcoms not really dramatic shows but a lot of shows are like okay chet's died we have spent two episodes with sean grieving Sean's over it now. Like, not that he's over it, but like, okay, we don't need to hit that story beat again. Versus like me and you, who I think would appreciate a Sean-centered episode where he does go through the stuff in the trailer. And I love the idea of um, I don't even know if I need a flashback as much as I think we had Sean seeing Chet like in the trailer. Why not have more visions of his dad when he's going through things, yeah. right? Because then we don't have to worry about Sean looking older when he's supposed to be younger and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. Um, I was also thinking yeah. he has an entire Hunter family yeah. that we've like kind of met. He can even go to an uncle and not some like random guy that no, owns like the a mechanic one that does yeah. the that does the tires or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Something, something like that, or the one that's like ten feet tall, which whatever. Like yeah, you know they 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 could have done more, but um. Once again, I think that by this time, Ryder Strong was a little bit over Boy Meets World. He was embarrassed to be in a show like this. And I don't know how much he was giving yeah in in terms how much he was willing to give but i do think that they would have given him given him heavy material i think that he would have taken it and rode with it i think that maybe if anything probably wasn't enjoying the will they won't they with angela oh i wouldn't blame him if he wasn't i mean we're not we weren't enjoying it either yeah um save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But yeah, uh, moving on to Alan and Amy, who don't get a ton of content as we're moving into the land of college. You know, they have baby Joshua. They have the, the health struggles with baby Joshua. They have Amy's pregnancy to go through. Not a ton of content. I think like the biggest moment for them is probably in the honestly in the um, premiere when Amy is telling them, I don't think you and Topanga should get married, right? Like yeah. Amy, forever the bad guy on the show. Poor yeah. Amy constantly dealt this shitty hand of being the bad guy. Um, but beyond that, it's mostly about baby Joshua once she has him. And that's like kind of their role, right? Like they're around. But the show is no longer a family show. It is a friends and romantic partners show. So we're not seeing right. a ton of them. Right. There's the episode where um, Alan's going through his midlife crisis and he decides to try to buy a motorcycle, which, <laughs> by the it's way, so they, they know that Jonathan Turner almost died from a yeah. motorcycle accident. So that just like throws me over the edge. But um, I'm thinking of when, like, I don't know, Amy being the Weeble Wobble, like, that was kind of funny. But ultimately, with the coming, um, uh, the arrival of baby Joshua, we heard a lot about what Alan is feeling about taking on um, a new child after he yeah. almost thought he was going to become an empty nester. Did we... And the answer is no, but like we didn't really get what's Amy feeling about this, about being yeah. an older mother um, restarting after all this time. We really focused on how Alan was feeling about it and not so much about how Amy was feeling about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I feel like we've we've not seen a ton of Amy content since the early days. And even then, we were very skeptical and very um, we criticized the show because we got way more Alan content than yeah. Amy content. And it was always, oh, Alan's having his father-son talk with the boys, you know? Um, I just think again and again, the show is a little bit doing a disservice to the female characters, Amy being one of them. Um, and she's always just always made the bad guy, which I just I feel terrible about. It really does suck. Um, but I'm not upset that we're getting less of Alan and Amy just because that's that's a natural progression sense, in anyone's especially yeah. Especially since they moved out of the house. They're yeah. living in dorms. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, I don't really even think we need to talk too much about Morgan. She has the, like, singing moment. But beyond that, she's, like, really not in the show the, this season. Same, um, the same episode, My Baby Valentine. That was really actually pretty of a pivotal episode. But it was the one scene where she was talking about how she's sad that she's not going to be the baby anymore. And, like, will anybody remember her or pay attention to her? I thought that that was a little sad. Um, but Also very meta of, like, hi, I'm still on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like does anybody remember me any time yeah. i really put my baby valentine really low on my rankings but 
ultimately i feel like it's going to have to get bumped up because i feel it's, like it's a pivotal episode of the season but yeah, so i would terrible argue in it i know i would say it's like it's an important episode but i wouldn't say it's like an enjoyable episode and so exactly for me it. that's why it didn't fall very high in my rankings as a result that's exactly it yes um but yeah morgan's not really around um moving on to eric who again most of his scenes this season revolve around the jack rachel eric of it all and he in the beginning of the season he is fighting for angela or excuse me angela rachel's affections um some of it has is very funny uh some not so funny um and then he ends up moving out so he's homeless for a little bit wandering around he gets that very ridiculous roommate which i really enjoyed that particular yeah, moment from here yeah. that was very funny i i just like the freaking bird i just it was so thinking, stupid and it was so funny i know i i i think i enjoyed it more than i probably should have but mm. that was really good there's the one episode where he pretended like he was on the truman show remember yes. that that one was actually that was a really good eric episode yeah that was a I good just, eric episode it really felt like they didn't know what to do with him this season yeah. i felt like for the first like one of the first times i mean it's kind of been trending in this direction where they're not really sure what to do with eric anymore but i was really feeling it this season and i don't know if it's because they thought like jack and eric kind of take up similar roles on the show i mean they're they're different characters but they're the same age right and it felt like if not for jack it would have been maybe eric having the relationship with rachel or something um and so i'm wondering if they're just like not knowing what to do with him but as evidenced by the moment with him and sean at the end of the season why didn't we have more of that where they had this heart to heart where they talk things yeah. through? I felt like use him in the older brother role that he's destined to be in that you literally made him for. Exactly. Um, That's a he great point. Done so much more. Yeah. Um, I thought like the one, the big stuff and I know that it didn't work for you as much as it did for me was the TJ stuff. Um, that kid that he became oh, yeah, like yeah. a pseudo older brother for when we first meet him and, uh, yeah, Tommy. Is Little that baby Tommy? Yeah, Tommy. yeah. Because I remember because we have our uh, guest Tommy that comes right, on and... right, right, right. I don't know why <laughs> he I thinks we're trashing him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean Santa's little helpers. That whole thing, like that, really worked more for me than it did for you. I thought that mm -hmm. because they gave Eric a purpose and it made him. He's really good with kids, and it made me, you know, endear myself to Eric. And I think that it's because he wasn't acting like an idiot with Tommy. He was acting like he actually had two cents to rub together, like a, a brain and um, a love for another human being. And I really liked the mm. moments with Tommy. And I thought that it made sense for his character. So I enjoyed it. Um, and it was probably my favorite moments of the season. I know that like you really hate that kid. Yeah, the kid was annoying. I did love the the Christmas episode. Like, I loved Eric's role in the Christmas episode, and it felt very Eric, right? It felt true to the character. As much as I feel like the show didn't give him a ton to work with, I still think Will Friedle is brilliant as Eric. Yes. I think he does. He works. I feel like he provides way more than the words on the page. You know what I mean? He's going above and beyond. The I, words on the page. I am very curious as to how much is, is he riffing versus how much is written for him? Yeah. I wonder you'll have to keep me posted if they go into that ever on the, on the yeah. podcast, because I'm curious about that as well. Um, but yeah, it just felt like, 
they really weren't sure what to do with him anymore. Um, and I think I felt that a lot because he just, it was, he was usually in like silly storyline B's that really didn't go anywhere. It felt very post-it of like, pull this post-it off the board. We're shoving this one in. Um, and yeah, I just think, uh, even, even the Eric Feeney love, we did get some of it this season, but it, it felt like we got way more last season. Like it just felt like yeah. we were missing a bunch of it. Yeah. Oh, but Eric was Feeney's best man, which I don't know why is just like yeah. really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the great. rest of Feeney's family? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, no, it is. It's very funny. Um, uh, moving on to Topanga, who... Again, another season for her where, I don't know, it, it always feels like Corey's story over hers. Her big story is not anything to do with college and class. It's all about getting married, right? It's all yep. about the wedding the and her wedding. trying to get Corey to help her plan this wedding and when they're going to get married and are they going to get married? And, you know, she, we start out the season with her asking Corey to marry her and then not being able to do it when they run away together. Um, and yeah, it just, and then we end the season with another question of, will they actually get married because her parents are getting divorced? Yeah. Um, probably the biggest moment for her. And again, it wasn't even really her moment was in everybody loves Stuart, uh, the most serious Topanga we've probably gotten before. Um, and it felt like uh, we talked about this a little bit, but it just felt like a disservice to not have it be her story and to make it Corey's story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a season that really put a lot of strife into Topanga's life between being sexually harassed, the fact that, um, her parents are getting a divorce, uh, the back and forth about will they get married? When will they get married? It was very wedding focused. I mean, how many times did we hear throughout the season? Corey, we have to set a date uh, yeah. on repeat over and over again. Um, I'm going to get into it more when we talk about Rachel, but I also think that it's a lot of lost opportunity to not have stories where, she's befriending Angela and Rachel and all that. And I, I get into the habit of every season being like, oh, well, but like maybe next season will be the season where they're like closer friends. And I guess I'm getting a little jaded because it's like, well, it actually happened in my memory. Yes. The girls were really good friends. So when is it going to happen? Is it just they live together? Were... Why haven't we gotten like any content of them like hanging out in their dorm? And we got like two <laughs> scenes. Angela and Topanga, that is. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Angela and Topanga. Why haven't we gotten any scenes of them hanging out together? And yeah, also, why are them and Rachel not hanging out together? It's so Yeah. And then when we do get alone episode or alone scenes with Angela and Topanga, of course, it's about the boys. Always. I just wish Topanga is so intelligent. I wish that there were maybe switching to college is really hard. Maybe she took on too many credits. Like maybe she's yeah, not she's no thriving. She's the best. Uh, yeah exactly things like that could have been really interesting storylines greek life i know that that's kind of like uh an easy thing for me to say but like that mm. could be interesting yeah like, we got like a tiny a, a very stupid side storyline right with eric trying to like make up that fraternity or whatever i don't even know if that was this season i think it was last season but yeah we we didn't really get any greek life it feels weird to say that like okay we're in the college zone of a show like college age of a show and yet it doesn't really feel like we're in a college party. You know what I mean? Yeah. What about college parties? Like, 
what happens if they get like go to a party and get busted with drinking or something mm-hmm. like college-y. I I feel like we're just like we're missing the college aspect of yeah. This it's show. almost like we're still in high school, but we're in a um like a, a boarding school. Like we're away yes. from home, but it's they're not really dealing with like college-y things except for the fact that they're planning a wedding. Yeah. It's very strange to have a show where kids are in college and the primary storyline is someone is getting married. It's just, it's like, you feel like, I feel like we're missing a lot of these college experience episodes that we should be getting. Um, And like, none of them are really acting like college students. (laughs) No. And it's going to be really interesting because over on Dawson's Creek, the other show that we cover, we are about to go into college years. And I'm very curious if they do it better, if they do it differently, and yeah. if it's going to be something, and I and I do think that has a little bit to do with the oh, we're we all gone to Pembroke, like we're all here. Like, is that part of the problem? There's not enough like diversity in all right. of this. Like everybody's still under one roof, just like they are or would be in high school. Is that the issue? I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also just a product of like, this was an ABC show. And so they're not going to go like, go there, go there as much. Um, But it still feels like we could make it feel a little bit more college-y for sure. Um, Moving on from Topanga, let's go to Feeny. I already kind of talked a little bit about this in my MVP section, but a pretty decent um, like a growth arc for Feeny here because we start out with him being retired and in Wyoming and he's bored. He's so bored that he comes home and he enrolls in classes only to find out, no, teaching is in his, he's hardwired to teach. He can't just become a student. And so um, I really enjoyed seeing Feeney kind of adapt and then end up becoming a professor and falling in love. Like that is a story arc. When you look at Feeney's arc, he actually does have a pretty decent arc as much as he is not the center of the show. That's Corey. Um, I really thought we got to see a lot of fun things. We get to see Feeney with a love interest. We haven't really gotten that before. He went on like a few dates, but nothing crazy. And so I just think like Feeney does get some pretty good Feeney content. Obviously, we could have used more like Eric and Feeney and like Feeney spouting wisdom, right? He did have like moments for Rachel where he's wise and, you know, whatever. And with the with freaking Alan having a new baby, you know, all those things. But um overall i thought feeney's arc wasn't that bad um considering we weren't exactly thrilled with the season i agree with you i think that all we wanted was feeney to be happy Uh, we want feeney to be in love we want feeney to be happy Mm -hmm. and i do think that throughout the season and throughout it's also a follow-up of things that we've discussed in previous seasons about how he's never remarried and he's lonely and remember the episode where he like goes off to that hotel and like meets up with that yes woman yes. every year like you know that's kind of like we i think that it is uh, we get like care like more character happening is that to him i don't know i'm i'm happy about his storylines this season so yeah um, love yeah, i think he had a decent season um jack second season with jack 
Um, you had him as your MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of his his story arc here? Yeah. So, um, aside from competing with Eric about Rachel, I thought that he was a really good stable foil to the zaniness of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked a lot about him losing his father earlier. I thought that was really compelling and interesting. And then the continued struggle of what this brotherhood with Sean looks like, because it's, they didn't grow up together. They don't know each mm-hmm. other so well and they want each other in each other's lives. But there's times where Jack steps over the line with Sean. And when he's just trying to do something that, he perceives is nice but to sean who's not been given anything in his life easily it comes off as fake or comes off as um feeling bad for him and i think that jack has to kind of learn you know how to maneuver around somebody that is fundamentally different from him but has the same blood as him and i thought that it's really interesting um he really did try with eric to come home he felt really bad about it there was times where he misspoke he wasn't perfect but i think that he's an interesting character that could hold his own storylines if they gave it to him that's separate from eric or rachel yeah, I I totally agree. I think Jack is really interesting, especially in with his relationship with Sean. I think that is where the Jack content thrives. I felt it suffered. Um, I loved him and Rachel getting together and it happening while he's grieving. I felt like that made all the sense in the world. Yeah. But then it just kind of fell like a lead balloon after that. It was kind of just like a funk on the ground of nothingness. Like, oh, he's insecure because he's short and she's tall and they don't know how to be a rela- in a relationship together. And all that stuff just didn't interest me. I felt like they missed the meat of the sandwich, which was Sean and Jack and how they get along. And I didn't feel like we spent enough time with the two of them discovering their relationship and working through Chet's death. And I just felt like we could have done so much more with those two characters. But it was like as soon as they put him with Rachel, that was his only storyline beats right. were with yeah. Rachel. Um, and again, more thruple. If you want to give me a thruple, I'm totally in for it. I just don't, I really hate the competing aspect for, for Rachel's desires, right? So that didn't exactly land with me. But I really, really, I think one of the highlights of this season is certainly um, seeing the way him and Sean deal with grief and, and mm-hmm. the differences. And I think it's just like, again, we used to back in the day, like talk about the moral of the story. What is the moral of the story of this episode? And I just felt like we were back to basics with that episode of like really, really outlining two very different ways of grieving and how they're both valid and they're both okay. Um, And so that that storyline for me really was like, wow, Jack is pulling the work. You know, he's putting in the work for this for the show. He is. He is. And Mm -hmm. I I can tell that the show hired him to be the heartthrob. You know, I mean, like that was his job. But they actually in in. And all of it made him a very interesting character. So it's like, you know, once again, give him, give Matthew Lawrence the storylines where he can actually work and like show his chops. But yeah, um, they, they, he gets what they give him ultimately. Yeah. Um, moving on to Angela, who unfortunately just didn't have anything to do this season. It was all the push and pull with Sean. For me, the highlight of the Angela stuff was her and Corey and um, them agreeing like, hey, Corey, you know this information and you cannot tell anybody. Yeah. And that scene with her and him in the co-ed bathroom, 
um, some of the best Angela content we've gotten. And I just wish we had more of it. I wish we had more of Angela speaking to literally anybody else besides Sean yeah. um, and or Corey about Sean. Um, yeah. it, it just feels like a disservice. I think that like Angela is such a compelling character. And I say this again and I, I just wish we knew more about her. Like we don't, we don't, we barely know anything about her. I thought that this was the season we were going to get more info on her father, but I guess that must be next season. Yeah, it's it ha- it's next season. Yeah, I have the mm-hmm. same exact stuff with, with you. Um, Want her to have her own storylines. It's unfortunate that they don't utilize what they have. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it it's just, they want the girls to focus on the guys and they don't want to give separate storylines to that i do think the relationship with Corey was pretty interesting there was moments where she legitimately was like we're not friends you know like i am a friend of your girlfriend and i'm a ex of your best friend but you and i were not friends when did we ever talk and once again it just like shows oh like angela is like a really interesting stable sounding board and uh, is really intelligent and it kind of makes me think to the first episode where uh, the first and second episode where they're going off to get married and like Angela's like they're so young they're like ruining their lives making a huge mistake when Sean's like no they're meant to be married like why are you saying that they're not like us we're in love like we're not in love like they are we're different like you know it's just that you know Angela had a lot of sense and she never said anything in an offensive way like no, Amy did. No. We're like, you're like stealing my son away. I don't know if Aunt, so Amy didn't say that, but like, yeah, no, but she acted like, that. yeah, that's what she was acting like. She was just like, she was just always speaking. She was honest. She was honest, but not at the expense of hurting people. Just as right. a, you th- see things this way. I see things as this, as this other way. And this yeah. is my perspective. And I don't have like the emotion that you put into it like you do so yeah. you should listen to me um so angela's the character is great um i can't imagine being trina mcgee in this cast where and this crew where she's like the only one that's like her age amongst the group she's the only black woman amongst the group like i can't imagine the position that angela or trina really um was in yeah and uh thank goodness i at least know at the very bare minimum that we get some content with her and her dad next season at the bare minimum yeah it's really it's funny i don't know if trina felt this way at all um but part of me feels like they wrote such a compelling character in angela right as far as like who she is and she's very different than the other characters in many ways um, and they write such a compelling, you know, maybe backstory or whatever personality for Angela. And then they don't do anything with it. And it just, it really much, it feels like, okay, you cooked this like fantastic dish. It smells so good. I've been waiting to eat it all day. And then you just let me look at it. You don't let me eat it. That's right. how it feels. It just feels right. like just, okay, when are we going to do something with this yeah. fantastic character that you-, you have like given us little tiny, teeny tiny bites of? give me the whole freaking meal already like yeah. it's just it's really annoying when we love Angela and she got my MVP point like she made some moves in last season and yet here we are with even less content for in this season when she should have more um but instead they decided to bring in a new character in Rachel um who is again a very fun character 
but her entire storyline is revolved around which boy is she going to end up with? Mm-hmm. And um, it, just, it just got old very quickly. It, it felt like the same story beat over and over and over again. But I do love Rachel. I think she's such an interesting character that certainly doesn't have, to me at least, that she's not as um, uh, unique of a character as Angela is. I feel like Angela's personality is more unique. But I do think Rachel is still very interesting in that she's like, no, be a pig, like be a slob. Let me throw spaghetti around my kitchen. Right. She's not like your typical like girly girl like, ew, no, I don't want to be gross. But she like they didn't really go push it any further than that with her as a character. So, yeah, I totally agree. The first thing that Rachel ever says is um. I dropped out of Yale for you. Mm-hmm. And as she was leaving her ex-boyfriend's apartment. And isn't that something, a commonality, that you would think Topanga and Rachel would talk about since they went through the same exact thing? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that? No. One would imagine. It's never spoken about. It's, you know, you would think that this is like a... It's, it's just a missed opportunity because to have the girls unionize and have their own storylines and talk about something that they've both experienced and how they feel about that. The feel that they could have had a different experience at a very prestigious university, but stayed for a man, uh, which is, I mean, I've said it a million times. I've, I, in my life, did something extremely similar, not to Yale, but you know, I I chose my path to be to go after a guy that is now my fiance. So is that like a good or bad thing? Who knows? But <laughs> um, I've done it. So like I'm not like bashing anybody for that. So but it's just interesting how it's something like so significant in their lives and influence um, probably what they think about day to day. Yet it's not spoken to about to each other. Yeah, it's a it's a very easy connective tissue between the two characters, and yet they never talk about it. Just like missed opportunities all over the place, right? Um, again, we still have one more season. Who knows? Maybe they'll develop Rachel a little bit more. I don't remember. Um, so I'm very interested to find out. Uh, but again, I think we can oh, very, very easily say overall, the women need more content. The women need more storylines that aren't about the men. And that is such an easy statement to make. And we've been making it for seasons. And this is probably part of the issue with covering an a sh- older show is that there are going to yeah. be things like this that maybe it wasn't a big deal back then. But now it certainly feels like, gosh, we're we're due. We're overdue for content. Come on. Um Moving on to some of our favorite episodes uh, and least favorite episodes. So you usually rank. So tell me, what do you have in uh give me one of your like top five episodes and we'll see if I uh, match your uh, thinking here. Yeah, obviously my favorite episode of the season is the truth about honesty episode 20. It's just such like a fun and dramatic and you and me we love the drama it's Mm -hmm. just so dramatic the characters are a mess in it but it's fun and um I just think that it's just a standout episode of the season yep I also have that one very high on my list again I never rank them but I do have it in my list of favorites um just because this is for those who maybe don't remember this is the one where Corey will not stop pestering Topanga because she told him oh tell me the truth about everything and so he does not stop again a very terrible Corey episode 
But overall, it's really fun to see the whole gang together. All the kids yeah. are all together. And it's really, really fun to see them all interact, right? Like Angela and Sean, maybe you're going to have sex, like a, a kind of a, um, a friends with benefits situation. Um, it is a really fun episode. It's very drama filled, which is always a good time. And it is one of the better uh, comedy episodes. Um, for me, at uh, the top of my list, one of my favorites um, is We'll Have a Good Time Then. Um, I just think like this is a really great dramatic episode with uh, yep. this is the death of Chet. This is the Chet death episode. He is in the hospital. Um, they think he's going to pull through. And just after he has a really nice conversation with Sean, he dies. Um, that's a really great dramatic episode all on Ryder Strong's back. Right. Like nearly 100 percent of him <laughs> just putting in the work. On like this always. Episode. Yeah. 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 Um, that's my number two episode. I'm totally right yeah. there with you. Nailed it. What do you have at number three? Let's see if I can match you three for three. Um, I have you're married, you're dead. And once again, that's like, I just think that you and I had a fun time talking about like Poker Pete or whatever his face was. Gambling Dan. Gambling Dan. And, and the pigeon. Remember the and pigeon? The pigeon <laughs> and they went to like the Hooters place and they did the tushy dance. And mm -hmm. I just... If I have to give credit to Ben Savage for being funny, then I think that that was it. I and I guess it's like the most like collegey feel because he like goes out to a bar where yeah. he probably shouldn't be, and he gets in trouble because he leaves his ring there. And I just I, I enjoyed the episode, even though um, like I do I don't really love the fact that. Uh, that you know Corey's like hemming and hawing about gay married but it's, and all that it's super funny and also i think this is the episode where um eric and jack are trying to be like really put together even yes, though for rachel yeah, yeah for rachel it was that the pasta one um maybe maybe not um i don't think so no they're just like yeah it could be though yeah. um yeah this one for me is more middle of the road than it is one of my favorites um i do love like the tushy dance but i don't i think like i think i think this is an example where i had much more fun on the podcast than i did watching the episode That's and so maybe very it fair. could be why it's like bringing it up in your esteem is just because we had such a fun time podcasting about it um but no it's it's not mm. it's not at the top of my list um I do have um, getting getting hitched again, another dramatic episode, but one that I, I mean, we, I think this is one where I also think we had a really great time on the podcast discussing it and just like the stages of grief and like different ways to grieve. And um, I couldn't, this one had to be mentioned. And it also was very fun because I think it does a great job at balancing the drama with the comedy, because while we have Sean and Jack dealing with their father's death, we also have the fiance game being yeah. played with Corey and Topanga and Eric and Rachel. And yeah. that I thought was a really fun scene between them. So yeah, we had Will on for that one, didn't we? I think, uh, so. I, think I forced him to play the fiance game. Yes, that's right. We did play the fiance game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, some other notable ones. I liked the first episode of the season, His Answer, part one, mainly because of the, uh, the fact that they go to the old people's place and they met, I forget what, um, what the wife's name was, Foofy. Oh, Foofy. Yeah, he was like, Topanga, that's a crazy name. This is my wife, Foofy. Yeah. Uh, I did not have that one up there. I, I didn't really think that his answer and her answer were like that great. They're a bit dramatic, well, but it's kind of like, Meh. I know that's what I'm saying. I feel as though for 
to be honest with you, I only think that like, I love, um, the truth about honesty and we'll have a good time then. And everything else is very, I agree with you. Yeah. I think everybody loves Stuart again, an iconic episode of boy meets world. Um, an iconic one, but did I like it? Not really. I wouldn't, I didn't like it that much. Um, yeah, I agree. I think there were only a few standouts this season and we kind of talked about through the ones that are the, the biggest standouts. Yeah. Um, as far as least favorites, number one with a bullet, no contest is the psychotic episode. This <laughs> conceit of this episode is totally stupid. So for those dumb. who don't remember, uh, Corey is having nightmares about killing Sean. And the moral of the story makes no fucking sense. At the end of the episode, I was like, what the fuck was that all about? Why were we here this whole time? It makes no sense. Like, if we're going to do an episode like this, where like the, um, what is the, oh my God, why am I blanking on the iconic And then there was Sean. Thank you. And then there was Sean. Like that one, at least the moral of the story made sense. This one makes no fucking sense. It was a waste of my time. It was such a stupid, <laughs> a stupid episode. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I totally agree with you. It was really dumb. The only reason why I kind of like it was that dumb bird. Oh no. Listen, the, the B <laughs> plot line is brilliant. It was really um, good. The but B that's plot how line was bad really the other storyline is that I had to say this is the worst one. <laughs> for me, for me, I really thought all the Corey focus episodes were the worst. I hated resurrection. <laughs> that was I hated bad. better than your average Corey. The one where he yelled at that poor young artist. Right. Okay. But, but better than your average Corey does have the celery poster. Um, and oh. it also has him singing uh wind beneath my wings to his dad, which I did love those moments. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> as, as much as we hate Corey. In That's episodes, probably true. Moments. There's just so many episodes where Corey's just like being really, really, really yeah, bad. Word. Uh, my baby Valentine, like I said, I have that down there because he's just so terrible in it. But now that we talked about it a lot, it was just like, well, like, I guess it was kind of pivotal. But once again, it's just like it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. I have hogs and kisses on here, which it's it's like the one where he was yelling at Sean and Topanga for kissing on screen. Oh, so stupid. He was like, yeah. I, he was like you you better go and um go on a date to see if you have your true emotions it's like what the fuck are you talking about Corey? yeah yep um for me i also put a road trip on there because that episode is so nonsensical when you have the girl group singing it's like what's going on here i thought that was so freaking stupid yeah they're like Corey, the person that's never like interacted with music at all please tell us if we're good enough yes and even though we have like a little bit of the chet stuff thrown in it wasn't enough to salvage that episode for me yeah um and i also put the finale on here state of the unions as much yeah. as i love a feeny getting married storyline the rest of it is stupid we've talked a lot about how yeah. jedediah was not the jedediah of old yeah so i mean that was my that was my issue with it as well yeah so that one for me lands with a big old thud and and i think what's i think part of the reason that season six really just doesn't do it for me is like i'm a big premiere and finale gal i love a premiere and i love a finale and they did not neither of these worked for me like the premiere and the finale were not really great episodes of the show so yeah um, yeah, I would say like, there are some that are really bad and there are few that are really good. And then most of them are very meh. And yeah. that's the main issue with this season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so to remind people our, our previous season rankings were five, three, four, one, two. 
that was where we stood before. So do you have a uh, a landing spot for season six on this list? Yeah, I think that um I think that I like this nearly the least. So I suppose I have it in my number five spot and season two is still below it at number six. I waffled a lot with this. Um, I wasn't sure exactly where to put it because I was like, I don't know. I really, I just really didn't enjoy the season as much as I enjoyed so many other seasons. Um, but ultimately, I ended up very close to where you were, but I ended up with it as in last place. I put season mm. two just above, but I really am like, I was back and forth as well. It could go either way. It's really tough. I might just kind of call it a tie for now. And because we'll figure it, well, maybe we can figure it out when oh. we're like wrapping up the whole show. Yeah. Um, because we, we had agreed on the rest of the ranking. So I feel like it's fair to do like a two slash six for now for last place. And again, it's not a bad season of a show in general. Like I wasn't, it wasn't like I am being tortured by watching this. Exactly. It's just not as good as any of the other seasons. It wasn't as fun as yeah. the other seasons, especially coming off a high like season five of Boy Meets World where it's the best of the best. Yeah. Like we're not going to see a season better than season five. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um. Then it's just, just, and like season three had so many heartfelt Sean moments. It was Sean's season. Season four had a lot of good episodes. Um. It's just like, it's just in compared comparatively like season six. It's just like not it. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we can't even rank the theme song because it's the same as season five. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, yes, but different, different, different pictures. Yeah, but it's the same song. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. It's the so same. it's the top of the list at, at number one, at yep. least. Yeah. Um, for both of us. So that was that was a uh, season six. I mean, hopefully, uh, I I don't mean to be like a Debbie Downer. I don't it like being a like, Debbie Downer. Oh yeah, it was just the season was not it for us. And I, I don't want people to be like, do you even like this show? Why yeah, are you covering? Like, of course it? we do, which is why we have high expectations we for have it. Love for this show. And uh, hopefully, season seven is a little bit better to us, a little kinder to us uh, in its content and. I'm really excited to get into our final, our final season. Yeah. What are you looking show. forward to the most in season seven? Yeah. Um, I think I'm looking, gosh, what am I looking forward to? You're I'm like looking nothing. forward to <laughs> the weird episodes that we're going to get. Cause I know there's more of them. I'm looking forward to seeing way more of, you know, Angela and her backstory. I'm hoping we get more than just that one episode. I don't really remember. Um, but yeah, what are you, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the wedding and the honeymoon arc. Mm -hmm. um, I do think that those are really fun. Uh, I remember a couple of key details about it. And I think that they're, um, I'm really looking forward to watching it play out. I think that the last few episodes, I don't remember watching them a lot. So I'm kind of interested in watching the last um five episodes of the series to see it how they wrap it up um because i have less of a fondness and less of a memory about it mm -hmm. and i'm looking forward to stronger friendships between the group like i think that we're going to get more of a solidified group of six next season yeah. so I'm, I'm interested in that as well yeah and i'm i should say too i'm looking i'm really looking forward to the series finale because i have very very strong memories of loving the series finale and so i hope 
that it's as good as I remember it being. Um, so that, that I'm looking forward to as well. And I'm looking forward to having all our guests back and just chatting about the show like we usually do. Like, I do love talking about the show. I just hope there's like, I think we always have fun no matter what. Like, if it's a bad episode, it's fun to like talk about how bad it is. And if it's a good episode, well, it's fun to talk about how good it is. That's but... the issue. When they're met episodes, then they're not as fun because right. there's less to make fun of. Yeah. So. Hopefully we can get to some better content on the way. But as always, just as a reminder, we will be off next week. We always take a week off between seasons, but we will be back in two weeks with the season seven premiere. Uh, we're going to watch two episodes. So for those wanting to do their homework, you watch the first two episodes. It's um, a because two-parter. It is, it's a two-parter. Yeah. So you have to yeah. watch two episodes. There's for a lot them. of two-parters in the seventh I know. Season. I kind of love a two-parter. So that's exciting. Yeah. Love a TV, uh, TBC to be continued. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what we have uh, coming up. Sarah, where can people find you? What else can they check out if they're interested? Yeah, um, of course we have our weekly Boy Meets Worlds and Dawson's Creek coverage. We're finishing up season four of Dawson's Creek at the same exact time as our season uh, six coverage of Boy Meets World. So that's pretty neat. We covered Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Check that out. Next month, we have some interesting and fun bonus content planned. So stay tuned for that. Um, over at Post Show Recaps, I finished up my coverage with you for Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin. And I'm, um, I've recorded the last episode um, with Grace and Marissa and LT, for our coverage of League of Their Own, um, but is yet to be released. So check that out in the PSR feeds for that. So you can find me at Sarah Ferguson and you can find us at Shit90sPod on Twitter and Instagram, www.shit90spod.com. You can find me at the Joe Sterling. Um, I just finished up some recent content at Post Show Recaps on Paper Girls and Pretty Little Liars if you want to check either of those out. But for now, I'm also just podcasting about community on community building on Post Show Recaps. And that's about it. I'm taking a little bit of a break, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, if I podcast about anything else, you can always find it on my Twitter. Uh, that's all we have this week. Don't forget, we're off next week, but we will be back in two weeks with the, uh, the season premiere of season seven of Boy Meets World. Until then, have a good one, everybody. Bye. Just Shit 90 shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.